Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Hi, friends. Welcome to the summer solstice. We're almost there. Um, I'm recording this on June 20th and June 21st, Friday morning at 8.54 a.m. Pacific time. uh, We officially mark the start of summer and the start of cancer season. Um, The summer solstice, you know, is not something that's widely celebrated in our culture, but it is an um, ancient ecological celebration and phenomenon. It's the day, it's the longest day of the year. It's the height of daylight. Um, It marked a time of, you know, transitioning and sort of the tipping point back into the dark half of the year. So after Friday the 21st, the days will get shorter and shorter until the winter solstice, which is the darkest day of the year, um, the longest night. So even if you're not sure how to celebrate this or market, or even if you're not even aware or care really that it's happening, um, no matter where your ancestors are from, it's very, very likely that they would have marked this day in some way. Um, and you can do, if you want to, you can do anything that feels resonant to you. Um, I am focused on, uh, creating a little, altar with my family that just has symbols and words that um, kind of mark what we want to cultivate cultivate in the summer season. Um, so we'll do that together tomorrow morning and we'll have a nice breakfast. Um, and then throughout the rest of the day, I'm just focused on cultivating the way that I want to feel for the rest of summer. So bringing in some enjoyment, um, some light work that feels fun, um, getting together with people I like. Um, so it doesn't have to be a big ritual or, or our deal to celebrate the summer solstice, but I do encourage you to do something that just fosters the way that you want to feel and what you want to cultivate for the season ahead. Um, and even if you don't do anything, your body knows that this is happening. Your body knows that there's a lot of light and it'll be light later. Um, and you can just enjoy that and see what that feels like inside of yourself. Like I said earlier, I really view this as sort of a tipping point. It's like if you were looking at a clock, it's like the hands of the clock have gone up to 12 o'clock and now we're tipping into, you know, past 12 toward one and two, three o'clock into the darker half of the year. Um, and that feels really important. I think the summer solstice and the winter solstice are these really meaningful portals that we get to walk through. They're sort of thresholds that we cross each year. Um, and so when that happens, we want to be intentional about the energy that we're bringing into that next phase. Um, and this is kind of a magnified time where we get to set a sort of precedent for the rest of 2019 between now and the winter solstice. Um, and today I want to focus on how to have more success in your life and career for the rest of the year. And I want to share some definitions of succeed, um, because I think that word is uh, often co-opted in our culture to mean a certain thing, and it might mean something specific to you. Um, Here are some definitions that I found. Succeed means to happen or terminate according to desire 
to turn out successfully, to have the desired result. Succeed could mean to thrive, prosper, grow, or the like, to accomplish what is attempted or intended. So succeed doesn't have to mean any one thing or look a certain way. To succeed is really um, for your outward experience to match the internal desires and intentions that you carry. So that's what I'm talking about in this episode. And I want to use the metaphor of the crab's molting process um, to talk about this concept. Uh, Like I said, the sun moves into the sign of cancer tomorrow morning with the solstice, um, and cancer is symbolized by the crab and the crab goes through a pretty incredible process of growth and change many, many times throughout its life, up to 20 times. Um, and I want to tell you about that and use it as a way to understand what you might be going through during this season and what's available to you this season as you set yourself up for the rest of the year. Um, before that, I have one tiny little announcement because our summer course uh, starts today, so I don't need to tell you about that. Um, but I do want to share just if you're listening to this and you live in Portland, there are still two spots for uh, the guided nature and career walk that I'm doing on Saturday morning. It's called Rewilding Work, and we'll meet from 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, June 22nd. Um, and it's It incorporates mindfulness, forest therapy techniques. We'll have a tea ceremony, discussion. Um, It's a really lovely time, and it offers you a new perspective and new clarity about something that's coming up in your career, and it could be anything. Um, But I encourage you, if you want to do something special for yourself and do something special to mark the summer solstice, um, I hope you'll join us, and I'll put a link in the show notes for that. So again, Saturday, June 22nd from 9 to 11, for those of you in Portland, we'll be meeting at Powell Butte Nature Park. Um, Yeah. All right, why don't we do our opening invocation? So wherever you are, go ahead and settle in. See if you can send some breath down into your belly, even like your lower belly. Not if it's uncomfortable for you, but if it's comfortable, see if you can take a deep breath all the way down into your belly. And just keep breathing as I read these words. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Chinook people, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So here we are on the threshold of early summer, on the threshold of cancer season. Um, This is a really sweet time. Here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, the berries are ripe. I went strawberry picking with my family and some friends last weekend. There were lots of people out there picking. The blueberries are almost ready to go. We've had some raspberries even, which seems a little bit early, but I think it's been extra hot this year. Um, There's a lot of daylight, but it's not too hot yet. Um, As I'm recording this, it's even raining right now, which is so lovely and perfect for this time in this episode and um, sorry if the rain is uh, gets loud or distracting but um, I hope it just feels soothing and nice to listen to. Um, 
Now is really an invitation. This season is really an invitation to hydrate. You know, this is a chance for you to get um, really rooted and taken care of before the height of summer, before things get really hot and dry. Um, This is a time to kind of start settling in and taking it easier, um, start conserving your resources, not out of scarcity or not because there's enough, but so that you have enough to really come into your fullness in Leo season, which starts at the end of July. Um, this period of early summer could be a time of tremendous change for you. I think of this time as sort of a portal into what's next. Um, the second half of 2019 can feel a lot different than what the first half has felt like. Um, There's tremendous potential here. But the change might not be what you're expecting. It may not be difficult. It might not be, you know, gnarly or unpleasant. Um, It could be very gentle and subtle but profound. And I encourage you to play with that idea, to envision what it is that you want to happen in 2019 and how it could happen in the most easy, gentle, flowing kind of way. Cancer, the sign, is symbolized by the crab, and it also corresponds to the chariot in the tarot deck. Um, And both of these symbols are about knowing when you have outgrown something and then doing the work to shed thought patterns and habits so that you can step into your next cycle of growth. Um, there is a part of you, a part of all of us, your ego that says that if something is working well enough, you should stay (laughs) or you should keep it. You know, even if your shell or your chariot is dented and dilapidated, it doesn't really allow you to go very far. It's not a pleasant ride. There is still a part of you that wants to stay in it because it's familiar. But this season is really an invitation to softly but courageously step into a new shell or a new chariot, one that has what it takes to get you where you want to go. The shell and the chariot are metaphors for our belief systems, first and foremost. If your shell is made up of beliefs that say, I'm not good enough to do what I want to do in my career, or nothing ever works out for me, that shell just isn't going to allow you to do what you want to do or let things work out for you. It just can't because it's sort of antithetical to the nature of that shell. If your chariot is all warped with thoughts like I have nothing to offer or I hate my body, where can you go with that chariot? Probably not where you want to go. Really, it just will take you back to more self-loathing. Um, So to make the most of the rest of this year, from now until the winter solstice, we need to give some loving attention to our shells and our chariots so that they're truly spacious and strong enough to carry us into better flow and success in our lives and careers. And I want to tell you about the crab's molting process to set this up. So like I said, the crab, all crabs molt, and they can do that up to 20 times in their lives. It's how the crab grows. The crab doesn't just get bigger and bigger and bigger in its shell. It grows to a certain point where the shell gets too small. They know they need to come out of it, and so they extricate themselves and form a new shell. So I want to tell you how they do that. Um, I don't know. In researching this, I didn't learn about how the crab knows it's time to molt. I assume it just 
senses that its shell is getting too small, so it starts to create a new shell underneath. Um, but what it does to start the process is it first pumps itself full of seawater so that it bloats and it gets so big that the molting seam on the crab's back pops open. So if you... I was walking along the beach a couple of weeks ago, and you might notice if you're at the beach this summer, you'll see whole crab shells seemingly intact, but there's not a soft body of the crab inside. And sometimes that's just because the seagulls <laughs> ate it, but you can find crab shells that you'll see are cracked on the back. Um, and so the back is open and there's nothing inside of the shell. Um, so they have this molting seam on their back that pops open. And then the crab, which already has a new shell forming underneath, even though it's very soft, it then can extricate itself from the old shell, just completely coming out and leaving the old one behind. It's like if your clothes fully unzipped in the back and you just stepped out of your outfit all at once. And the crab does actually leave part of its stomach and digestive system behind, which I think is really interesting. It's, it's like it has to start anew with the way that it processes its food and experiences, which I think is rich with insight for us as well. But once the crab is out of its old shell, it again pumps itself full of seawater so that it fills its spacious new shell and can make it functional so that it can actually move around inside of it. And then for a few days while its new shell hardens, it's very vulnerable to predators. So there is this really tender kind of in-between period right after molting before the new shell has fully formed and hardened around the soft body of the crab. So where I want to focus us today is at the beginning of this process, when the crab pumps itself full, it gets so big that its shell just pops in the back and it can come out. Come out. I think the whole molting process is ripe with metaphors for us, and I encourage you to just pay attention to what part of that process resonates with you, because it could mean that that's where you are and there's information for you there. But for our purposes today, I want to focus on when the crab pumps itself full before it has come out of its old shell. When I've worked with this metaphor in the past, I focused most on the period when the crab would physically extricate itself from the old shell, like back up and come out of it completely. I sort of thought that that was the most important part of the process, and I saw it as a lesson in needing to kind of pry yourself out and leave things behind. But what I realized recently that the most magical part of this process and where I think we have the most learning to do is when the crab fills itself with so much water that it can't help but crack its shell open. A lot of approaches to change focus on what you need to cut out or leave behind. And I've done this myself personally and as a coach. I've left, lot, I've left jobs, assignments, towns, relationships. I've coached other people as they left those things. But when we focus on the cutting out or the leaving behind first, we make the process a lot harder for ourselves. It requires more effort. It's less organic. And then when we get to the new thing, the new job or the new organization or the new city, there's still a vacuum there, an emptiness that we hadn't filled beforehand. So it's not going to be full after we make the change either. So we really need to focus on the filling up, both before we leave the old shell and then after we inhabit the new one. I mean, imagine if the crab didn't pump itself full of seed, 
seawater and then tried to push its way out of the old shell. It just wouldn't work. Like obviously evolution has um, taught these creatures to pump themselves up enough so that the seam on the back pops open. If they just tried it with their own kind of pushing before they were big enough, it would be really, really difficult. And then if it didn't pump itself afterward when it was in the new shell, it probably wouldn't be able to function or be big enough to move the shell in the way that it needed to. So if we can all pump ourselves full this cancer season, the old nasty, unhelpful thought patterns and habits and parasites that we carry on our old shells can just pop off. It can be easy. Um, It may, you know, maybe not easy, but it can be simple. So how do we do that? We have to be full of ourselves. (laughs) And if you were like me when you grew up, you learned that um, to be full of yourself was a bad thing. It meant that you were egotistical, selfish, um, you thought you were better than everyone else. But when I when I think about that, I wonder, like, what the fuck else am I supposed to be full of, right? Of course I'm supposed to be full of myself. Because when we are full of ourselves, capital S, our big, um, healthy selves that live in this body, but also beyond this body, the parts of us that live on and are wise and connected to our true purpose and to spirit or God or the divine. When we're full of that, we are our most generous, kind, compassionate selves. We are in touch with what's true for us and driven to make a meaningful contribution in the ways that only we can. When we're full of ourselves, full of our own care, connection, love. We don't tolerate old dynamics that have kept us stale. There just isn't room for them anymore. Um, This came up really recently for me because I've been working on cultivating more gratitude for myself and and what I do. Um, And I did that for a few reasons. One, just because it feels good. And I think gratitude there's lots of research that shows how powerful gratitude is and how it changes our brains. Um, but I also just wanted to appreciate my own contributions more because I know that I don't want to be doing work out of a place of needing validation from other people, right? That's just part of becoming a healthy adult, I think. So I've been doing work on this. Um, so as I've been doing work on really appreciating myself, noticing um, the nice things that I do for myself and others, noticing things that I'm proud of about my work, I realized it became very clear pretty quickly that there were people in my life who were not able to reflect that back to me. People who um, just couldn't, because of their own stuff, just couldn't be grateful for um, the service that I had tried to provide for them, the way that I tried to love them or be caring with them. Um, And when I saw that, the contrast could only come because I started giving that to myself. And then once I see that, I can see that there's just not room in my life for that anymore. Um, I give myself gratitude first, and that means that I will surround myself with the people who are able to reflect that back to me. Um, And it doesn't mean that people who aren't able to um, appreciate what I do for them, it doesn't mean that they're bad or that they, you know, deserve any ill will, not at all. Um, But there's just not room for that in my life anymore. And it just sort of like the crab, that 
part of the shell just sort of popped off once I had filled myself up with my own care and gratitude. So how does this apply to our careers? I think it makes, there's a very clear connection here. You will never feel satisfied in your career if you are not giving yourself what you want first. Robert Holden wrote that we'll never have enough of what we don't really want. (laughs) What you want, what we all want, is probably a set of feelings. We want to feel seen. We want to feel appreciated. We want to feel good enough. We want to feel powerful. The feelings might vary person to person, but what we're all after is a certain set of feelings. We want to feel a certain way. And the jobs we choose or the organizations we choose, the salaries that we go after, those are all just ways we think we will get the feelings that we're after. But if we don't foster the feeling inside of ourselves first, then we will spend our lifetimes looking for it from people or things or jobs or a certain you know, status symbol that just can't give us that feeling. These feelings can only come from inside of ourselves. If you feel bitter because you haven't gotten a performance review or you feel underappreciated at work, your invitation this season is to fill yourself with your own appreciation for what you do. Give yourself a performance review. Be your own incredibly supportive manager. Take yourself out for a special lunch to mark all of the contributions you've made this year. Don't wait for anyone else to give that to you. When you wait for someone else in your organization to remember that it's time for your performance review and write it and you know have a meeting with you, you give away your power and you become dependent upon them for the feeling that you're looking for. If you're feeling, let's say, annoyed because your manager and your coworkers are taking up a bunch of your time or they're not respecting your boundaries, start by respecting them yourself. If you have decided your work schedule is nine to four or whatever it is, respect that and leave on time. Um, If you know that going to bed earlier is more helpful to you than watching another episode of TV, speaking from experience here, respect yourself enough to choose to go to bed and respect your own boundaries. Um, This isn't about like you being bad or not doing enough, but this all has to start inside of us. The next time you find yourself complaining about someone else and what they are or aren't giving you, consider how you may not be giving that to yourself. And I could go on and on with examples here, but again, what you need to give yourself this season depends on what you feel like you're not getting from the other people in your life, especially at work. Um, And I encourage you to really go all the way here, really stretch yourself. How can you give yourself exactly what you need? Um, in bigger and bigger ways between now and Leo season at the end of July. Because when you do that, not only do you signal to other people, even if it's unconscious, you signal that you'll no longer tolerate bad behavior, but you're also no longer needy or dependent upon them to give you what you need. This is how you will hydrate yourself. This is how you will get so big, so spacious, that all the shit you've been carrying around for so long will just crack open It will fall off and you will be able to extricate yourself from it with grace and ease, not out of pushing or desperation or anger, but just because there's no more room for that in your life. Um, 
you'll find that people are being more vocal about their appreciation and you'll be able to see it because you've already fostered that awareness in yourself. You'll find that people do respect your time more because they see you taking it seriously for yourself. When you take your boundaries seriously, you'll be able to explain with kindness that you're just no longer available for like dumb agenda less meetings or whatever it is that's wasting your time at work. And if you're really hating work right now, and I know a lot of you are in pain, dissatisfied, but unsure about what to do with it, I encourage you to start by filling yourself up with self-respect and self-assurance this season. Cancer is the archetype of the great mother, and this season we have a chance to be our own loving mothers. What would the most caring, doting, supportive mother say to you about your career right now? How can you become her for yourself? That could mean, you know, getting an extra soft blanket at bedtime, making a nice dinner for yourself, treating you to a nice walk outside. Offer yourself reassurance and care at this time, no matter what's going on in your career. You don't have to figure out what to do next. You can start by just filling yourself up. See if you can become more loving toward yourself than you've been since your childhood, since before you adopted negative self-talk and criticism. Mantras and affirmations are incredibly helpful in this process because they offer us a new thought pattern when we get stuck in the throes of critical beliefs. Um, And I'll just share a few that I've come across, and I encourage you to choose one or make up your own and say it to yourself hundreds of times a day, if you can, this month. Say it until you begin to believe it. All we're doing here is retraining the brain. Um, It's just a matter of offering yourself new neural pathways so that when something doesn't go the way you expected, you're not getting stuck in the same loops of self-criticism and self-hatred. You're able to choose a loop that's much more forgiving, that's much more like what your you know ideal perfect mother would give you. Um, so here are a few mantras you can use. I am good enough. I am strong. I am capable. I love myself. I approve of myself. I appreciate myself. I am lovable. The universe conspires for my success. I am perfect the way that I am. I forgive myself. At this time, during this tipping into the dark half of the year, you can decide to just stop treating yourself like shit. You can choose to be kind to yourself. You can choose to think kind thoughts. You can say kind things to yourself. You can choose and choose and choose and keep practicing until the loving thoughts have replaced the really nasty, harmful ones. And I know this might, this all might sound cheesy and most career coaches won't tell you to start here before you begin, you know, pursuing a promotion or a job search, but this is really where the work needs to be done first and foremost. Because if you do this, if you fill yourself up with your own loving kindness and compassion, you will notice that eventually, and it may happen quicker than you think, the things that used to cause you a lot of pain, the things that used to drain your energy at work and beyond, will just no longer carry the same charge because there just won't be room for them anymore. 
And if you do this, if you fill yourself up in this way, you'll be prepared to really showcase your strengths at the height of summer when the sun is in Leo. Not because you're needy and crave validation, but because you didn't prevent yourself from growing and getting bigger and getting brighter this season. And then after Leo season, when we enter Virgo season and early fall, late summer, you will create new structure around that sense of yourself, your new self, and then on and on into beauty and success for the rest of the year. This is really where it starts. Let this month be easy. Let it be spacious, be sweet. Give yourself more opportunities to rest and hydrate. Give yourself more opportunities to forgive yourself, to connect with yourself, to offer yourself loving thoughts, um, to notice when things are bothering you about other people and to choose to use it as a mirror to look at what you may not be giving yourself. Um, And then just wait and see what happens. I think if you are open to trying this and willing to change the way that you speak to yourself and the way that you perceive yourself, you will be really amazed by what can happen in your life and in your career for the rest of this year. Um, I am also focused on trying some new things and making more space in my life this month. And um, in doing that, I haven't decided whether or not I'll do a second podcast episode in cancer season. I've sort of just want to wait and see how I feel. And I'm sorry if that feels unprofessional, but um, I'm learning to flow more and be less rigid with how I spend my energy. So um, I will, I may or may not be back, you know, before Leo season. Um, I'll let you know, of course, if I am. And I hope you'll give yourself permission to do the same this month, to try things in a new way, to try, you know, dropping the things that feel yucky that feel hard and choosing instead to spend the time in the way that you want to so that you are pumping yourself up and filling yourself so that the shells the things that aren't serving you anymore can just open up and you can step out of them really easily and gracefully so thank you so much for being here and sharing this time with me I can't tell you what a joy this is to do and how much I appreciate your attention and I wish you such a happy summer solstice and a beautiful half of 2019 Um, and I will be with you again soon bye